2: Of Levens, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi level marketing. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros little bit of housekeeping before we get into this episode. Um, So much has happened in this past week. It's wild. If you follow me on social media, maybe you saw. I um, woke up Sunday morning to a dog at my house, actually two dogs. A friend of my roommate passed away unexpectedly and um, she had a lot of dogs and we are the house of misfit toys over here if you follow on social media you have seen it and uh, you know obviously it's it's hard to say no when there's adorable dogs that need a home and we have the space for them, so we have two new Afghan hounds. One is a nine-month-old puppy named Jaja, and the other um, is an older Afghan. She is thirteen. She's basically on palliative care, and we are just keeping her nice and loved and comfortable um, for the time being. So, if you guys love dogs as much as I do, uh, my Instagram feed and my TikTok page is like just flooded. I apologize to those that follow me for anti-animal content because. There's going to be a lot more dog content. And you know what? I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, secondly, I want to say thank you to all of our new Patreon members. You guys are amazing. Thank you to Ryan Sko, Heidi Anderson, and Heather Hewitt. And just a reminder that we have 5 and $10 Patreon tiers. And you get everything a couple days early, ad-free, and with a uh, director's cut bonus content as well. For the cost of one Starbucks a month, you can help Roberta Blevins pay her bills. (laughs) Um, This episode is really fun. It is something sort of out of the realm. We do have some content warnings and it is sort of a um, sensitive subject. We are talking to a journalist who writes about conspiracy theories. Uh, And we're going to go down the rabbit hole. We've talked about that pipeline from MLM wellness to full on QAnon conspiracy theorist. It's a real thing. We've had guests come on the show and tell their stories of it happening to them. And so talking to someone who is an expert in a field that I have no information about was really, really great because I've been very curious, but also terrified of, um, messing up my algorithm to be perfectly honest. So I don't need any more Andrew Tate and that kind of stuff on my feed than I already get. And and so watching QAnon videos on social media is just not something that I've ever wanted to do. So this episode does get a bit dark and intense and I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Lastly, before I forget, uh, next month, November, We are teaming up with the I Got Out Foundation again to bring to you cult stories and cult education for MLM Cult Awareness Month, which is November at the I Got Out Foundation, which is really, really great. So what we're looking for right now are stories of... MLM survivors who want to tell their MLM cult story you can submit it as a voice message you can send it as an email and we also have a submission form that I will put the link in the show notes so you can submit it there as well completely anonymously if you would like and um, we've got a little thing planned for November so those stories will be used not only on my show but a couple other shows that we are partnering with it is really really exciting and fun so stay tuned for those and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. You guys, I am I say it every time, but I am really really excited. We are tackling a topic that we have talked about multiple times, but I'm I'm not the expert. So I found one and in fact, he found me. His mm-hmm. wife is a fan of the show. He sent me an email and I was like, I'm in. So I would like to welcome to the show Mike Rothschild. How are you?
0: I am doing great. Thank you for having me on your show.
2: I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, You are the author of the book, The Storm is Upon Us How QAnon Became a Movement, Cult, and Conspiracy Theory of Everything. Yes. And so you're the expert. We're going to talk about QAnon today, you guys. We're going to talk about it. We talk about cults, we talk about scams, we talk about frauds and Ponzi's and Pyramid Schemes. And we've even talked about how the slippery slope of QAnon and wellness is is the Venn diagram is a circle. And so for me, talking about this, showing the red flags on the other side of something so that we can really connect. I don't want to alienate anybody in this. Um, We are going to be talking about QAnon. So this is your trigger warning. If, If any of the topics that sort of circle around this are triggering to you, please use caution when listening to this episode. Because we're here to educate. Um, and again, we don't want to alienate. We don't want to make anybody feel bad. We know there's going to be people listening right now that are going to be battling quite a bit of cognitive dissonance in this episode. If you were not ready for it, pause it and come back to it later. This is something really important that I've wanted to talk about for a really long time. Like I said, we've got the expert here. So Mike, please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and then we'll, we'll jump into this.
0: I appreciate your uh, sensitivity. With this topic. I forget that because I sort of soak in this world all day, that I'm I'm used to most of this. A lot of this stuff doesn't affect me. No, some, sometimes it does. And of course, sometimes I have to turn it off. But I, I appreciate the, the sensitivity, and I think that's terrific. So I'm a journalist and I focus on the intersection between internet culture and conspiracy theories and fringe movements. And I've been writing about this stuff for quite a while. Um, I I got interested in the topic when I was in college and I was, I was a fan of the uh, art bell show coast to coast AM. So that was, you know, late night radio. Love that show. Yeah. And it was, you know, UFOs and crop circles and angels and face on Mars and like stuff that didn't hurt people that it was okay to believe in that you didn't get into arguments with people about it. It was just sort of a thing that some people were into and most people not. And then we started to have much more of a, of a conspiracy theory moment in our, in our culture and our politics. And they, they suddenly became kind of everywhere and about everything. And I started to get into it more professionally. I, I wrote my QAnon book. I got interested in QAnon. We'll get into that in a little bit. You know, I got interested in it as kind of a a cultural phenomenon, sort of like, what what are we looking at here? Why are people into this? This is bizarre. But then I started to realize that it had a lot of crossover with these prosperity scams. I write about this stuff quite a bit in the book, these things like Nasara, the Iraqi dinar scam. You know, I don't know how much that stuff comes up in the MLM world, probably not that much, but there's a lot of crossover in the idea of, you are going to make a lot of money if you follow the teachings of this guru who is plugged into the secret knowledge. And I realized with QAnon that you weren't talking about a financial gain. You weren't talking about, hey, if you give this guy a hundred bucks, he's going to invest it in prime European banknotes and make you a millionaire. It wasn't like that. What QAnon promised was the good feelings that you would have when your enemies were brought to justice, when you got to see Obama and the Clintons and George Soros hanged at dawn at Guantanamo Bay and then the, the free energy would be released and the cures for cancer would be uh, taken from their hiding places and everybody would live in utopia. So you, you combine this kind of get rich quick quack stuff with the utopianism and then the punishment of Hillary Clinton for her 30 years of crimes and you have a movement that is very powerful, very multi-tentacled and has its way of worming into every facet of culture. So I've been writing about QAnon now for about three, actually closer to four years. I've written my book. I've been on CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, BBC, a million and a half podcasts. And I'm just really excited to talk about the intersection between the prosperity and the hopium that you get with the MLM world and the hopium of the QAnon world And talking about that kind of wellness to fascism pipeline that we are seeing more and more.
2: Wow. (laughs) like My eyes (laughs) are like so wide (laughs) listening to this. I mean, I've heard it in the news and I've seen it on the Internet. It's just like it's, it's wild. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. So let's take it back to like the very, very basis for anybody listening who is like, oh my God, what? Uh, let's go with what is a conspiracy theory and sort of like, how do they start?
0: Sure. And, and this is a, that's a great question. And I think one of the things to keep in mind is that there's a difference between a conspiracy and a conspiracy theory. A conspiracy is a group of people working together to do something. And it's usually bad, and it usually involves hurting someone or making money through some kind of nefarious means. I mean, that's the conspiracy to assassinate Abraham Lincoln, the conspiracy by the tobacco companies to hide the effects of cigarettes. Those are real. I would never in a million years say that those aren't real. A conspiracy theory is an idea that a plot like that is taking place, but it's an idea that doesn't have supporting evidence. So the idea of we faked the moon landings conspiracy theory, the idea that we are being sprayed with chemicals by planes flying overhead and leaving their contrails in the sky, conspiracy theory. There's no supporting evidence for it and a great deal of kind of logistical evidence that it doesn't exist. You know, it would involve too many people. It would involve, uh, you know, too many things going right at the same time a conspiracy theory is just a, a notion that people have that that's going on. And they tend to last a long time in popular culture because our minds are wired to see danger and patterns in things that we don't understand.
2: I, I can think of so many things in the history of time. of I don't understand this. So here's a story I made up to explain it.
0: Right. That's exactly what it is. It's The the shrub is rustling, and I don't know what it is. Therefore, it's a panther, and I'm going to run for it. Nine times out of 10, it's just just the wind, and you ran for nothing. But that one time, it's a panther, and it eats your face. So our brains have developed to see those dangers, to see the patterns in the noise, and to feel like we want answers to things where the answer that we've been given is not satisfactory. We want to know why things that aren't supposed to happen, happen. And we want someone to be in control. Even if if it's a malevolent force, we want someone to be in charge and someone to be directing the randomness of things. So when something like the Kennedy assassination or 9-11 or COVID, it's not just one guy with a rifle. It's not just some terrorists hatched a plot. It's there's a vast organism that is plotting against us. And now it's turning its eyes on me. And I'm important enough. I know enough. I've, I've uh, exposed enough truth that they're coming after me. And, and there's a lot of narcissism in it. It's I'm important. I matter. I'm special. And Because everybody wants to feel like that.
2: And with narcissistic traits and narcissism, we have a lot of covert abuse that yes. happens within all of this here. Um. Wow. So, what is it in your research that you've experienced in the last few years of of diving into this that you believe why people believe this and why people join? Sure. It's
0: a it's a huge part of all of this. I think initially, why QAnon took off, and and I'll get to the basics of QAnon right now because I I never assume that anybody knows what it is, and if you don't, then uh, I'm I, I envy you. Um, so QAnon is a cult-like conspiracy theory that emerged on the image board 4chan in October of 2017. If you've already glazed over, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. An image board is basically a message board primarily for pictures. 4chan was started to post images of Japanese animation. You know, post the images and you comment on them and it was a lot of memes and it was a lot of pictures. And there have been things on 4chan that have taken off in popular culture. So Rick Rolling. That came from 4chan. The uh, Slender Man that came from a sort of an offshoot of 4chan. So there are things that are sort of weird and a little harmful, but not super weird. I mean, lolcats came from 4chan. Like, like this is not just a pit of racism and anti Semitism. But in 4chan, there is a pit of racism and anti Semitism. And it's a, an image word called POL, P O L. Do not go there. Uh, do not go to any of these places. You do not have to experience these things firsthand to understand them. uh, Just don't. It's not worth your time. So on poll, there was a tradition of people showing up and pretending to be important people. So there was a person who pretended to be an FBI agent who called themselves FBI Anon. Uh, Anon just means anonymous. There was a White House insider Anon. There was an MI5 Anon pretending to be a British intelligence agent. Very silly. Everybody kind of knows that it's just a goof. And they they answer some questions and they'll throw out sort of lame, portentous secrets and then they'll just disappear. Q was another one of these. And Q started off by sort of piggybacking off a comment that then President Trump made in early October when there was a dinner of military officers and their spouses. Everybody's in their uniforms. And he says, this could be the calm before the storm. Everybody's like, what are you talking about, Mr. President? What's the storm? What, what are we doing here? Are we attacking North Korea? Are we attacking Iran? What's going on? And he just keeps saying, you'll find out. You'll find out. The next day, he's asked, what's the storm, Mr. President? You'll find out. You'll find out. Nobody in his administration, nobody any idea what he's talking about. A few weeks later, somebody calling themselves Q Clearance Patriot starts posting predictions that Hillary Clinton and her campaign staff are about to be arrested. There is a whole sequence of events that's gonna happen. She's on the run, her passport's been flagged, there are going to be Marines and National Guard troops called up to quell the riots that will take place when Hillary's arrest is announced. And this is tied into a conspiracy theory that was already going around 4chan called the Antifa apocalypse. We're getting really silly here, you, you just, you gotta got to just go with it.
2: Here's the funny thing. It's like back in the day, like I had friends and, and actually went on 4chan as well and like mm. had friends on 4chan. So like, you're telling me like lolcats and all of these yeah. things. For me, it's like, yeah, don't even bother going there. No.
0: No. <laughs> like- so the Antifa uprising, the Antifa apocalypse was supposed to be, you know, black clad communists going door to door and like beating up Trump voters. This was a thing that people really thought was going to happen. And the uh, supposed Marines National Guard call-up was going to take place around that. And th- that would be your proof that all of this would happen. Q really gets people worked up into a lather about this. And, the, you know, these first couple of posts are just people aren't really taking it seriously. But very quickly, this catches on with people. And it really catches on, I think, because it involves Hillary Clinton. You know, obviously a very polarizing figure for a certain segment of the population. They, they believe that the Clintons are at the nexus of an international crime ring, and that this was finally going to be what took it down. Q starts making all of these posts, all of these predictions, all these things are going to happen. Obama is going to be arrested. There's going to be all kinds of things going on. There's going to be terrorist attacks. Trump is going to announce on Twitter that the mass arrests are happening. Very strange, given that most people don't use Twitter. But I didn't make this up, so I don't know. So the deadline comes for when all the arrests are going to happen. Nothing happens. But by then, there's already an industry of promoters behind this. There are already people making videos about how awesome this is. There are already uh, long Twitter threads decoding all of this. There's already a, a Reddit community that's formed around this. So Q, whoever Q is, says, I want to keep the party going. Everything that I said about Hillary Clinton, no, that was actually about Saudi Arabia. The Q people go, okay, sure, because now we've hit the point where with cult-like movements, and and I'm sure this extends to MLMs, disconfirmation, failure is always rolled into the process. You failed now, but only to succeed bigger later on. Well, the guru, they got the date wrong, but it's still going to happen. It has to happen. They, They have so much proof. There's so much specificity here. It's only right. a matter of when.
2: Yeah. We lost the battle, but we're going to win the war. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I failed this time, but it's only so that I will be even more triumphant next time. So Q keeps going like this. Q goes on 4chan uh, until about December. This is the point where a couple of the early Q promoters go on Infowars. They make a call out to retired military personnel to join their crusade. Q then jumps from 4chan to 8chan, uh, an even worse image board, truly a uh, cesspool. Nothing useful has ever come out of 8chan. Q posts there for about two years. Then 8chan goes down. It loses its uh, internet protection because mass shooters started posting manifestos there. 8chan goes down. It comes back again a couple months later as a, a basically a clone called 8kun, posts there for another year and a half. December 2020, Q disappears. At this point, there have been 4,900 of these posts. Some of them are very long stories. Some of them are just links to Fox News posts. It's just a whole crazy quilt of stuff. It gets very much into election fraud. It gets very much into COVID denial. And then it just disappears. So then you have a movement that now doesn't really have a figurehead, but has all these people who believe it. And that's really where we've been since then. The the cue that we have come to know that I wrote about in the book that existed from October 2017 to December 2020 does not exist anymore. It can't because Joe Biden is now the president and presumably he is not going to order the mass arrest of the deep state because he's presumably, you know, charter member of the deep state. So now you have a very different movement. You have a much more mainstream movement. You have a movement that's really been picked up by a lot of much more mainstream right-wing influencers. They've sanded off a lot of the really weird details, a lot of the like pedophile cabal stuff, a lot of the occult stuff, the numerology stuff. They're not so into that anymore, but they've created a world now where everything that you are being told is a lie. The only people who are telling you the truth are the people who are on the side of the patriots. And it is now an alternate universe, but it's also an alternate universe where you can create your own reality. So every single Q believer has their own reality. They live in their own bubble of these are the things I want to take from this. These are the things that don't really mean anything to me. I discard these. But these bubbles all bounce off each other. They collect together and they become a mythology where the election was stolen. COVID is fake. Cancel culture is coming for you. Everything you're being told by the media is wrong. And only the people who are in this world can be trusted. So it is a very insular cult-like movement, and it really shows no signs of stopping, unfortunately.
2: Literally everything you were saying, it just, I could relate it to MLM and other yeah. cults. Yeah. Um, The us versus them, that black and white thinking, the taking what works for you and leaving what doesn't, believing what you, you know, like just what works for you. Like <laughs> This is my well, truth. Yeah, yeah, this is my truth. This is what I feel. Uh, and this is how I think this is my opinion. And therefore it is my truth and right. therefore it is true for right. me. Um, right. and then believing those things as fact. Yep. Uh, it's, it's wild. It really mm. is. And just the more I learn about cults and the more I learn about different cults, it's, it's why. And I'm, I'm thinking people probably listening right now going, uh huh. Yep. Yep. I caught all those red flags too. Cause yep. they're exactly the same. Yes. They just look kind of different. They're just wearing a different costume, but they're exactly the same.
0: Yeah, the, the red flags, the dangers, the mental triggers, the desires that things like QAnon exploit are, are the same. Um, it, it, I mean, yes, it's about, you know, the lizard deep state being t- t- taken away. But it's much more about community, belonging, safety, understanding, feeling like you, you get it, like you know what's going on. And the people who are on the outside who think you're crazy, they're crazy. They don't know. They're going to be surprised. It's about, I know something amazing and special and you don't. And, and everybody wants that. Everybody wants to feel like they are plugged into something that is meaningful and that gives their life purpose. And whether it's, you know, selling leggings or making memes about Trump still being the president, it's kind of all the same thing. The particulars are very different, but the feelings are the same.
2: Absolutely. That feeling of community belonging that someone's got your back. Yep. That you know that you have anybody that you could come to and be like, look at what happened to me or listen yep. to what just, went. and they're going to go, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. We're on your side. Absolutely. Who doesn't want that? Right. That's, that's what I got at MLM. Yeah. I think that's what most people get from cults. And that leads me to my next question because QAnon isn't like a prosperity cult or, or, or that like, what is the driving force of this? If money is not at the root of it.
0: That's a great question. And it's it's why I was so alarmed by QAnon, because you if you don't have a financial gain, you have a, a an emotional gain. And I think for most people who are involved in QAnon and, and the sort of the movements that revolve around it, it is that feeling of everything's gonna be okay if we just do this and if we just read this and watch this video and send it to a friend. And now we'll we'll understand. And there's a lot of sort of this is the final battle. You know, Q people talk a lot about the 6,000-year-old Babylonian death cults that's run the world this whole time. I mean, what they mean are Jews. But they they couch it in a lot of different, you know, a lot of different euphemisms. But what it means is that we're finally going to be free. And there's a, there's a great, I mean, great's not the word, but one of the big QAnon videos is, uh, it's called Fall of the Cabal. It's a 10-part video series. I believe one of the first lines in that video is, do you ever wonder why you can't get ahead? Uh Uh-huh. Doesn't everybody? (laughs) It's
2: like these rhetorical, stupid questions. Don't you want more money and more friends and to be slightly better looking? It's like, who would say no to any of that?
0: Right. Don't you want freedom? Do you want to work yourself to death? I don't. And, And you go, oh, I don't want that. It's not about you know, lizard aliens or drinking blood or, or anything like that. It's just like, uh, why didn't I get what I want? Why do, how did I end up here? Why am I working so hard to pay off a mortgage that I can't pay off? Why is my student loan debt not going anywhere? Why is my credit card debt not going anywhere? Why do I work so hard only to see other people reap the rewards? Q exploits that perfectly. And it, it is when these people are gotten rid of, then you're going to get what you want then you're going to get the free energy, the secret alien technology, the med beds that will heal you. The, the money will rain from the sky. The children will be safe. It's promises after promises after promises. And they're always just about to happen. And you can't walk away
2: because you're, then you're going to miss it. It's future faking in a narcissistic yeah. relationship yep. on a much yep. larger scale.
0: Yeah. Just wow, wait, that's
2: just wait. Yep. One week, one month, What we're going to go on that vacation. You just got to trust me. You just got to, you got to stay with me. Don't you support me? Don't you love me? It's the same thing. It's just there. It's almost there. Do you see that orange thing on the stick? That's a carrot. As soon as you can get close enough to it, you'll see it's a carrot. It's a rock painted orange. It's not a carrot. It's a hand reaching in your pocket to take your money. Like even the idea that they are spouting off about this other cult Right. Yeah. So that's even the projection of like, don't look cult. While they're an active cult. Right. It, that the projection red flag right yeah. there. Like, don't look yeah. over there. No, 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 not behind the curtain. You don't want to see what's over there. Look over there at that guy who's doing the thing we're doing, but you don't know we're doing it. So we're gonna point at that guy. So you make him the enemy, and we are the heroes again,
0: always. Right. It is being the hero of your own story. And so much of what makes QAnon so powerful is the participatory element. So many classic conspiracy theories, whether, you know, the reptiles, the New World Order, Freemasons, whatever it is, it is uh, it's found in a book or a pamphlet where here's a very powerful force. They've existed forever. They own everything. They control everything. The only thing that you can do about it is just know about it. with QAnon. It's we're doing this together. We are digital soldiers. We're, we're standing next to each other in the trenches. We're making our memes. We're making our videos. We're sharing these news stories. We're red-pilling our friends. We're going to do this together. It's not, it's us. It's it's all of us together, as opposed to here's what the new world order is going to do to you. You see at the FEMA camp. That's not what this is. This is, we're going to fight and we're going to win.
2: Right. It's like the alternative is all of this is happening and you just get to know about it or you can join the fight. And you can be a soldier on the front yep. lines with us while we dismantle all of the badness yep. in the world. While, I, I mean, ironically protecting the actual badness in the world. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> which is so like funny to me. That brings me to the, the joke that we make all the time that the Venn diagram of like wellness is a, a circle with the QAnon. I see the QAnon stuff and the borderline QAnon stuff a lot more in the, more religious MLMs, the more crunchy MLMs, the more natural, the more getting away from big pharma, big anything that controls while staying so unbelievably deep in big pyramid and being like, yes, like we're going to do this and this is the way and we have the answers. So from one frying pan to another, let's talk about that slippery slope and how easy it is to go from crunchy mama who's just trying to not kill her baby into full-blown QAnon conspiracy theorist.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that uh, wellness to QAnon, the uh, goop to fascism, I've heard. It's one of those things where you, you would think, like, how could a progressive Bernie voting Venice yoga mom suddenly be posting about, like, Jeffrey Epstein and the Clinton body count? And it's actually very easy, because what these things all have in common is we're being lied to. We are being exploited. We're being used. Uh, it's not necessarily the Jewish elite. It's the pharma elite. It's the banking elite. It's the it's the people who are lying to us about our food, about our medicines. The doctors who want to uh, keep forcing pills down our throat, forcing vaccines into our arms that haven't been tested that, that oh, they don't want to actually work. Look at look at all the casualties. They look at the people who just drop dead after they get their vaccine. So it's not necessarily the same lies but it's all about loss. It's all about we are not being told the truth. And of course, so much of this really sprouted during the pandemic because early on, we really didn't understand what was going on. COVID was a very new virus and we didn't quite understand it. And for a while it was, you gotta wipe down all your surfaces. Then it was, now you don't have to wipe down your surfaces. First it was, masks don't actually do anything. Then it was, well, cloth masks will we'll work. Then it was, you can't wear cloth masks. So this is all changing. And when people are presented with a, a fast moving, rapidly changing world event, we naturally gravitate toward conspiracy theories because we feel like nobody knows what's going on. And you think, well, somebody knows what's going on. Somebody did this to us. What are we going to do about it? So people are on lockdown. They have maybe lost their jobs. They're working from home. Their social circles have been upended. Church friendship groups, hobby groups, all that stuff is done. You're just inside and you might be alone and just with your own thoughts for days and days and then weeks and weeks. And you start looking for people who are going through the same thing and people who are looking for the same answers. Maybe you would never join QAnon, but you join uh, an anti-5G Facebook group because you've heard some things about 5G internet that aren't so good. Or an anti-Bill Gates Facebook group, because you, you, saw some friend of yours posted something about, oh, Bill Gates owns the patent on the COVID-19 vaccine, whatever it is. You join that group. The Facebook algorithm then says, oh, hey, you like this. Maybe you'll like Save the Children. Maybe you'll like the anti-vaccine Facebook group. Maybe you'll want to join this Facebook group for Natural News, the website with millions of followers that just pumps out nothing but alternative medicine hokum. You join that and then it recommends the Great Awakening. And you go, Oh, Great Awakening, I like that. And that's telling you things about how the elites have all planned this and they're exploiting you and they want to kill you. And you go, Oh, that sounds right. That's opening new doors for me to research. And now you're just you're researching. You're in front of the computer. No one is getting in front of you saying, hey, maybe let's let's take a break. Let's take a walk. Let's turn that off for a while. You don't have a work trip. You don't have a vacation. You don't have a ball game to go to. You've got nothing but time and nothing but open doors. And then you red-pilled yourself. And you've radicalized yourself into QAnon, into anti-Semitism, into hardcore vaccine denial. And, and you didn't mean to do it. You, it just happened because there was nothing else in front of you telling you the truth.
2: Absolutely. And I have talked to people on this show who have gone through exactly what you just mm-hmm. said. Yeah. And anytime they reached out because they were in an MLM when this was happening, yep. the people they reached out to in their business, in their community, in their team, whatever, yep. just parroted the same thing back yep. to them. Oh, yep. oh, you read that? Well, you should read this. Did you read this yet? Oh, if you think that was great. Oh, if that opened up questions to you yep. and here it is, this is not peer reviewed things. This is not, you know, like factual document. Yep. It's, it's people making blog posts. Yeah. It's people. Radicalizing their opinions and then publishing it on myopinion.com or whatever it is that they have their website. And then saying, you got to check out this guy. He knows everything. He's the best guy to check out. Or this is the best. This lady tells it like it is. Yeah. This video is the truth. Yeah. And this person, this happened to them. And of course, I know people that are vaccine injured. Absolutely. It happens. But what, you know, then someone who is that then takes it upon themselves to say, this is fact and spreads it using their own anecdotal story as fact yeah. and evidence. Uh, and then people are like, oh my God, I know somebody that, that happened right. to. And all of right. a sudden you now know this blogger because you've read all her posts or you listen to her podcast or you follow her on Instagram and you know her. Right. So now you're saying, I know someone that happened right. to you and it's bringing it even closer to you. Yeah. This, this
0: influencer is my friend. They wouldn't lie to me. So that parasocial relationship where you think it's two-way, but in reality, it's one way. And they maybe believe this, maybe they don't, maybe they're making money off you, maybe they don't, but they don't know who you are. And they are not a person from whom medical advice should be accepted, Uh, They are not a person to believe when they talk about how, you know, Jeffrey Epstein got up off his gurney and went into hiding or, you know, George Soros microchipped everybody so we could be tracked and put in camps. I mean, it's just it, it gets outlandish, but you're taking things as fact because the person that is saying them is an influencer who has a lot of followers and who has an attractive looking life. Their house is organized. They make five meals a day for their kids and they are they feel great and they don't need a vaccine. They just, they've got the sun and they've got, you know, grass. And and it's, it. you I mean, we can shoot off in a million different directions here, but the aspirational aspect of this gets completely tied in with the conspiratorial aspect of it.
2: Even on top of the future faking of, of all of these big promises of just wait and it'll happen we're also getting the suspension of disbelief, right? Right. So we talk about that in MLM as well. Like you believe that you have to try this product. It's going to get rid of your wrinkles. You're going to love it. And it's, you know, it's a flagship product and maybe it does work. And you go, oh my God, it works. What other products do you have? Right? So you suspend disbelief that this product is a miracle. And then you go on and you, I got to try it. Oh, you got to get this set; it's on sale. There's like all these. You're going to get to try so many. Oh my God! Now you're gonna you're gonna suspend disbelief a little bit more when they say, "Well, there's this really great sale, and you really need this." And and you go on and you go on and you go on, and all of a sudden you are in another cult, believing right. Right. that all of these things are fact as well. And it's that suspension of disbelief, right? If right. you can suspend disbelief to believe that that face cream is the best thing in the whole entire world, you're not too far off to believing that lizards rule the world when you get into that mindset and you just go wild when no one is pulling back the reins when no one is saying hey let's take a walk when every single person that you're reaching out to to get any confirmation is just giving you what you want to hear and there is no and when there is you're told get rid of them right block them right they're crazy they 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 hate your success they're so jealous of you they've been jealous of you forever and so it's the same. Yeah, It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Yeah. The lack of oxygen in these
0: bubbles, the in-group versus the out-group, I mean, that is classic cult stuff. And, you know, people say nobody joins a cult. You you join a movement of people who are just doing the same thing you're doing. Or just like MLM, somebody, you don't, nobody joins a group that says, well, this is going to take over your life and rob you blind. They say, hey, uh, these herbs help me sleep better. Try it. What do you have to lose? You go, okay, cool, whatever. No, no big deal. And you no big deal yourself deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then finally, you got a, you know, I'm sure you got a basement full of stuff you can't sell. You're broke. Everybody's cut you out of your life because they're tired of hearing about it. And now all your friends are talking about pedophiles and you know ivermectin and you go, well, I don't have anywhere else to go. I can't go back. It's exactly the same, you know, the, maybe some of the details are different, but the broad strokes, we're looking at the same thing.
2: Absolutely. And one of the things that you said in your email that I wrote down, because I was like, bingo, is that you said that, that people believe that they're doing something amazing that other people would scorn, which is the us versus them narrative, that what we're doing, what we're educating on, what we're believing is the elite. It is the truth. And everybody else that doesn't believe it, they're, like we said, jealous or they don't get it. They're not yeah. um, evolved like we are. They're right. not as awake as us. <laughs> yeah. They don't see it. Some people see it. They just don't see it. And, and I, I realize that the things I'm saying here, like I've said those things as well about the anti-MLM movement, but the difference here is I have factual evidence. Right. Right <laughs> of my claims right. and not just lizard people are ruling the world because Becky told me they were Right, and she read right. a blog yesterday. Yes. And what happens is the fact checkers
0: become enemies. The, the idea of facts themselves become enemies. The, the people who are telling you not to do this, they're asleep or they're part of it or they're in on it. So you, you start turning your friends into enemies and you start pushing away the things that you care about. You know, QAnon and conspiracy social media, they're full of posts about how I can't uh, watch movies anymore. All I see are the, you know, the pedophiles. I can't uh, listen to music I loved anymore. I can't watch sports anymore. All I see are the distractions. And you're radicalizing yourself, not just in a conspiracy, there's been a joylessness. So this is the only thing that you have.
2: Yeah. And I actually had a conversation about this similarly um, with a friend of mine which led into cancel culture and all of this stuff, which is another slippery slope. And for me, it was just like, I don't necessarily boycott things specifically. I just, I don't support things just because I don't want to support things, but I don't like go out of my way to be like, this is bad and you have to because. I don't need to, I just right. don't need to support things. I don't want to support. I don't have to make a big, huge, I mean, aside from anti MLM, I know you guys are probably <laughs> rolling your eyes again. She's like, again, she's doing this, but you know, like if you don't want to eat at a restaurant because you don't agree with the owner's stance on things then don't eat there. If you don't yeah. want to wear a kind of clothes because you, the, you know, there's a lot of anti-feminist movement and, and messaging in the brand, then don't wear it.
0: Right. We've become conditioned that Everything that we think matters to everybody else. And social media has really done that. People don't sort of privately or quietly protest anymore. And I think a lot of the, these movements come from being loud and getting attention and getting written about, you know, the, the big Q promoters. It's constantly like, oh, the media was talking about us. Uh, I mean, never mind that they were making fun of you. They were, they were mocking, you, calling you an idiot. Doesn't matter. It means we're over the target because they're, they're shooting at us. So you 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 internalize the uh, the struggle and the grievance, and that fuels you and and one day you're gonna be right.
2: Well, and then also, um, because these things are so formulaic that these cult leaders are able to sort of put these things in that they know will happen. And so when they're preparing people, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Like in MLM, it's a lot like your family is going to be a hater. They're going to say something mm. negative. So they're training you that it's wow. going so to happen before it you. ever happens. So there's yeah. all this conditioning and grooming. So when it does happen, it's like, oh my God, they were right. Yeah. So you now are instantly even more right. connected to the right. cult. So yeah. you see these things happening and it's like, they're conditioning you to go. People are going to call you crazy. The media yeah. is going to make fun of you. All of your friends and family are going to disown you. And when it happens, because inevitably that's right. what happens with cults, right. right? you go, oh my God, they were right. You are my true family. You knew everything. You called everything. Yeah. You do care about me. You tried to warn me, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden you're like even more emotionally right. indebted to these people. Yeah. It's a very slippery slope
0: and it's pernicious and it. And it's, it exploits the weaknesses of people who are already on their back heel. You know, something didn't work out, something happened They're financially, spiritually, emotionally, whatever it is, they exploit that. They, and they, they say, well, you are broken and we can heal you. And together, not only are we going to get healed, we're going to get rich.
2: And God, I mean, how do you get that hook out of you? You know, you don't, it's like, yeah. quadruple barbed you're not getting it yeah. out without a lot of damage yeah and a lot of baggage that you're unpacking and listening to shows like this and mm-hmm. other shows that sort of break down the why's of why this stuff happens and how we get sucked into it yeah I am I'm so happy that you are educating on this and writing books and and talking to people and talking to me so that we can educate because Honestly, I didn't know really anything. I mean, a lot of the words you said were definitely dog whistles. I was like, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know. I didn't know the timeline. I didn't know the story. I didn't know how it evolved from just a joke into right. something that is
0: a little terrifying. It is, is terrifying, is uh, psychologically abusive and has destroyed countless families, uh, countless friendships, relationships you know, how did we get from just some like posting on 4chan to, I don't talk to my mother anymore. And now, of course, because all these worlds have combined, it's not just that, well, you know, all these people believe in QAnon, because not that many people really believe in the core Q drops and all this other stuff. But the COVID conspiracy, the election conspiracy theories, the, you know, cancel culture stuff. That's when these worlds start to collide, and then of course it, it pulls in wellness and alternative medicine and MLM, and everybody knows somebody who is going through this. So you know, the first thing I tell people when they reach out to me of like, how do I get my my loved one out of this? Is I as I first I say is you're not alone. You do not have to suffer in silence. You do not have to suffer by yourself. There are a lot of people going through this who are struggling to deal with somebody that they care about having completely transformed themselves based on a set of lies. This is not just you. This is this is all of us dealing with somebody who is part of our life who believes something that is not only unevidenced, because you can be a moon landing denier and live a totally fulfilling life and, and never storm the Capitol, never die of a vaccine preventable disease. Increasingly, the people don't believe halfway. It's everything. It's all or nothing. And the rest of us are on the outside going, what happened and how do I, how do I stop it?
2: That's really great advice as well. But what else would you say to maybe somebody who's listening, who's like, oh, I think one of my family members, or maybe I'm perhaps Mm -hmm. stuck in something like this. Like, What are some of the steps that you can take to sort of start deprogramming and uh, maybe leaving this sort of thing you've gotten yourself into or, or that your friends are in?
0: Yeah. And it's hard because there's no one way to do it. And we think of kind of cult deprogramming as sort of, you know, the black bag goes over your head and you get thrown in the van, you get taken to the motel for a week. That's not what happens. The way people get out of this is that it has to dawn on them that something is wrong. You cannot debate somebody out of this. You cannot debunk somebody out of it. You can't fact check somebody out of it. I'm, I'm sure, you know, with MLM, you can hit them with the statistics over and over and over and over, but everybody thinks, well, I'll be the 1%. I'll, I'll succeed. I'm not going to be one of those losers. I'm a winner. So you can't do any of that. You can't insult your way out. You can't mock your way out. That's just going to push them deeper in because it, it heightens the us versus them, the in-group versus the out-group. For the people that I have spoken to, the people I've become close to who have gotten out of these movements, something has to dawn on them that doesn't make sense. Something has to be presented to them in a way that that just doesn't uh, for one of the the former QAnon believers who I've talked to a lot, I write about him in the book, he, you know, he was kind of on his back heel. He'd been diagnosed, I think, with ADHD, he'd flunked out of university, looking for something, found QAnon. He, he was a big Bernie Sanders guy, like wasn't a Trumper at all, but he found this. So finally, what got him out was, you know, Trump had made this statement about the uh the Easter bunny being tippy top or the White House Easter egg roll being tippy-top, something like that, something using the phrase tippy-top. And Q posted, like, only, you know, Trump would only say that because I told him to say that. Look back here when one of our believers asked him to say that, and then he said it. Well, this guy was like, I don't think that's quite true. Looked back on Trump's past statements and found that he'd used that phrase quite a bit, Uh, which is one of his things that he said. And so for my friend, it was, well, if Q was wrong about this, what else are they wrong about? And then when you pull on that dangling thread, the whole tapestry falls apart. It's all exposed as a lie. That's when you find the work that I'm doing, the work that uh, people like the QAnon Anonymous podcast are doing, uh, people like some of the other disinformation journalists are doing, debunking these things, ripping them apart, showing you the component parts, showing not just that it's a lie, but why it's a lie. But at that point, you've probably left everyone else behind. Your family is probably not talking to you or they're pilled too. This this guy, his father is still pilled. His father's still a Q believer. So he's like, where am I gonna go? Because everybody around me is is either doesn't want anything to do with me anymore or is part of it. So you have to find that person who has kept the lifeline open. And that's what you, the listener, can do. You you stay in that person's life. Now you don't if you feel unsafe, if they threaten you, if they're posting, you know, racism or anti-Semitism. And you're like, I don't want that. You can walk away. You are always free to walk away from anyone. And you should never feel guilty about protecting yourself. But if that person is still in your life, that's when you can start to reach out. And, and because they will start, they will post about it. They will post about it constantly on social media. So if you keep reaching out to that person, just say, hey, just checking in, making sure you're okay. Um, I don't want to talk politics. I don't want to talk about QAnon. But I just want to make sure you're okay. Hey, did you see the game the other night? Hey, did you see the new Marvel movie? You're just trying to maintain a connection. And if you are that person and they're saying, this person still cares about me, then you feel like you are safe for them to come to. That's when you start the unplugging process. That you say, okay, let's, let's close the laptop. Let's go for a walk. Let's go to a ball game. Let's just do something that is not about this for even just a couple of hours. And then maybe it's a day. Then maybe it's a couple of days. And you, you're giving them articles and you're giving them books And you're helping them stay out of it, but you have to understand that it's an addiction. It is not just, well, I'm done with you. It is always going to be there. It's always going to haunt you. And you're never going to get closure from the community that you've left behind. It's long. It is laborious. It's really hard to do. But if that person still matters to you, just stay in their life as a safe and welcoming presence as much as you possibly can
2: being someone that they know they can come to, who doesn't hate them, has not excommunicated them out of their yeah. lives or whatever. Like just knowing, even with some, especially with somebody like me that has anxiety, knowing that I have somebody that I can yeah. go to, that is my lifeline. Yeah. And I will use if I need to.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the idea of a sponsor, almost somebody who, hey, they don't get it, but I get it. And I really get it. The idea of de-radicalization at scale is impossible. Because everyone's journey into a coercive movement is different. Everybody's journey out of a coercive movement has to be different. So, you know, there's not going to be one movie that unlocks it for everybody. But if you can just stay with that person and just kind of just, and like you are saying, just be there and keep an eye on their social media, keep an eye on what they're talking about. They start to drift back. You just say, hey, checking in. And then you, you just start to become that one person. Who stuck with me? And there is enormous power in that, in feeling like somebody truly cares
2: about you. Absolutely. That is fantastic advice. Fantastic advice. Mike, thank you so much. This has been such an incredible conversation. Mm -hmm. I have learned so much. I hope people listening are nodding their heads, going, Yes, they've learned so much. Um, Before we hop into these rapid fire questions that I've done for you specifically, would you please tell us about your book and let us know where we can find you if anybody wants to follow along?
0: Sure. So my book is called The Storm is Upon Us. It is uh, available in hardcover, paperback, ebook, audiobook. Uh, you can get it anywhere. You can buy books. It is not hard to find. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RothschildMD. Uh, and just in case any of your listeners are wondering, I am not related to the Rothschild banking family, though that is the subject of my next book. Uh, and I'm, I'm working on that right now, which uh hopefully will be out at the end of next year. It is about the uh, 200 years of conspiracy theories about the Rothschild banking family. Wow. And I am finding some incredible stuff. So, also not a doctor, just my initials are MD. So, Rothschild MD on Twitter. Um, and feel free, you know, if you're dealing with somebody who is specifically sucked in QAnon, reach out. Uh, my DMs are open. I'll do anything I can because we're all in this together and we are all. You know, our our disinformation crisis is not being caused because we are more conspiratorial, but because the conspiracy theories are easier to access than they've ever been. This stuff is everywhere. Anybody who's listening to this, if you just need somebody to vent at, I'm here.
2: Thank you. I got some questions. We do these with MLM, so I just sort of changed it for conspiracy theories uh, and and QAnon. But all right, Mike, one word that encompasses how you feel about QAnon.
0: Oh, resentful.
2: A warning to somebody who is looking into QAnon and thinks that maybe it's the movement for them.
0: Look at the people who have suffered because of it and and really look at how unhappy the people who are into it are. Look at their, their social media posts. See how miserable and joyless they are and how disconnected they are from reality Don't let that be you. Just say, no, I'm going to choose to not be part of this nihilistic movement.
2: What is the worst part of QAnon that you have discovered in your research? The ease with which
0: anti-Semitism has permeated into our daily life. Yeah,
2: agreed. The hardest lesson you as a journalist learned in your research and, and discovery and writing your book? The hardest discovery,
0: probably that I had to turn it off at some point because I wasn't going to be able to save everybody. And I guess by extension that my job is not necessarily to save people because people need to want to be saved, but to put out tools that give people a chance to do that.
2: Uh, Incredibly poignant. And- (laughs) My goal in in my education as well, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then the positive takeaway from your time writing your book and learning about QAnon,
0: that people are open to learning about this, and that people get beyond their initial revulsion over the movement like QAnon to to dive into what it's really about, and also just learning the how all of this is connected, how QAnon is connected to past movements, how those past movements are connected to other movements all the links between all of these things, it's fascinating to learn about just as a person who likes learning
2: things. I mean, seriously, this was a fascinating conversation. Thank you so, so, so much. Tell your wife hello for me. I will. Um, Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. See you next time, Hans.